It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 26, 2021. On today's episode of Locked On Magic... The Atlanta Magic played against the Brooklyn Nets. That's that, that's all I want to say about it. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'll 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 talk a little bit more about it. Uh, another blowout defeat to a contending team. Another uh, poor, imprecise effort, and another reminder of just how small the margin for error is. We'll point to one of the culprits coming up on today's show. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Brooklyn Nets? Check out our good pals at Locked On Nets. Want to get ready for Saturday's game against the Utah Jazz? Check out Locked On Jazz. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The first quarter was good. I mean, that's, that's, that, 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 that's where the game usually starts. That's, that's, that's a good thing. The Magic put a focus on coming out with a, with a faster start and, and playing a lot better with a lot more focus and intensity, and uh, the Magic did that. Uh, and I, I think that's where we should stop things. I, d- I don't think there's much more that needs to be said about this game besides the Magic played a good first quarter. Um, unfortunately, there's three other quarters, and uh, as much as we don't want to talk about them, as much as we don't want to dive into them, um, because it was a lot of the same things and a lot of the same problems that we've seen Throughout the course of, of the last of the season, and, and now that this win streak is over, uh, and the Magic are facing a sobering reality with a very difficult run to the All-Star break, not to mention the second half of the season, as we discussed uh, yesterday, the Magic just, frankly, laid an egg. Look, to beat the Brooklyn Nets was going to require a lot of things to go right, and a lot of those things went right in the first quarter. The Magic won the first quarter 28-24. to They had as much as a 10-point lead. They moved the ball. They got open shots. They made their open shots. Nikola Vucevic dominated. They defended well, containing James Harden and Kyrie Irving, moving them to spots on the floor that they wanted them. Uh, the Nets missed some shots. All the elements that the Magic were going to need to win the game happened in the first 12 minutes. And then they didn't. And the Magic, as much as anything else, let go of the rope. The Magic made mistakes. The Magic fell behind and could not climb back. It honestly really started toward the end of the first quarter uh, when the Magic broke the lineup and brought the bench in. Uh, the bench unit really struggled. Um, and as Steve Clifford noted before the game, right now there are no set playing groups uh, because of all the injuries and all the injury restrictions that the Magic are facing uh, right now. Um, he revealed after the game that James Ennis is actually still on an injury restriction after tweaking his calf, but he is playing through it. Um, 
Godspeed for that. Um, Alfred Kaminu and Chuma Okiki are still both on minute restrictions. Uh, he, he played Mo Bamba uh, for, the first, uh, for the first time and said that it's probably going to be something that he's going to stick with uh, for a little while as they try to get him back into rhythm and, and again, probably see what they have in him. Um, we'll talk about his game a little bit more later on. Um, so there's a lot of just uncertainty and unfamiliarity, but frankly, it, it doesn't excuse the way that the Magic played in this one. Orlando had 18 turnovers that led to 24 Brooklyn points. Um, they gave Brooklyn extra possessions. And these weren't, you know, they weren't wild passes. You know, I, I think I mischaracterized uh, my observation um, when I when I, uh, inter- when I spoke to Clifford after the game. Um, they weren't wild passes. Maybe a little bit forced, but not like anything crazy. But the Magic just weren't precise with the ball. They weren't making the simple passes. They weren't making the next, the next steps, the next play that they have to make in order to compete with a team like the Brooklyn Nets. And... You know, the Magic could have played great defense against the Brooklyn Nets. And for long stretches, I do think they did, especially in that first quarter. The Brooklyn Nets are still going to score. And so if you're going to give them extra possessions, if you're going to give them the chance to get out and transition, to get easy baskets, you're going to get a big number hung on you. And on top of that, the Orlando Magic stopped hitting shots. The Orlando Magic were unable to kind of keep pace. Again, the Magic were never going to outscore the Brooklyn Nets. That's the problem. But they weren't ever going to score 130 points either, and that's what it was going to take to win the game. The Brooklyn Nets defeat the Orlando Magic 129-92. to There just frankly isn't that much positive to say other than Nikola Vucevic is amazing. Um, the Magic just gave this thing away, and they fell down by 40 at one point. Um, they were trailing by 30 for much of the second half. Um, they opened the second half with two turnovers. It's just, this is the imprecise basketball. This is the imprecise play that Steve Clifford warned about after Tuesday's game that he was disappointed with. Um, and that the Magic just fell into um, in this one. Um, you know, again, there's there's no other way to put it. That, again, credit to Brooklyn. Their defense frustrated and confused the Magic. They were switched really, really effectively. Um, and, and the Magic struggle against switching defenses because they just don't have a one-on-one player. Um, but Orlando couldn't break it, and again, you're not going to win. You're not going to beat Brooklyn if you're not scoring, and the same is going to be for Saturday's game against Utah. Uh, and you're not going to beat Brooklyn if you're giving them the extra possessions. You're going to get embarrassed if you give them those extra possessions, um, and that's what happened. So the Magic couldn't make shots to kind of save themselves, to kind of center themselves, to kind of give themselves a little bit of confidence. And you know, as much as they all probably said that they didn't, I do think frustration came in. They were there were times again, nothing crazy, no like fancy passes, no. No, like, wild drives, but they definitely felt like the Magic were forcing things and uh, definitely felt like they were pressing a little bit instead of playing their game, instead of playing the way that they know they have to play in order to win games. The bottom line is this. The Magic did not play their best in a game that they needed to play their best in order to have any chance to win. They played one really good quarter, and I'm going to give them credit for that one really good quarter, but... We're not in the business of moral victories here. This is this is not a, a team that should be satisfied with, well, we gave them a fight for 24 or for 36. No, this is about a 48-minute effort and a 48-minute focus. And yes, the Magic are facing incredible and steep odds, especially against a team like Brooklyn, but they're simply not good enough to play this way. And unfortunately, those turnovers and the way that the Magic have been playing are not new. This has been a recurring problem that is popping up over and over and over again. 
and costing the Magic as they continue to slip down the standings. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up in just a moment, plus a review of the box score coming up as the Orlando Magic fall to the Brooklyn Nets 129-92. to Before we dive into any of that, though, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over. Goodbye, football. We'll miss you. Well, there's still some spring football, depending on which conference you like. But NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. The NCAA tournament right around the corner. My Northwestern Wildcats snapped a 13-game losing streak. Woot, woot. Sorry, Minnesota. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Again, that's Bet Online, your online sports sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On to sign up for your free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, is the relationship broken? Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks get more of the sports news you with the Locked On Today podcast. So Locked On Today, wherever you get podcasts. Let's run through the final box score for you for the Orlando Magic. It is not a pretty one, so we'll definitely dive into it. First off, though, um, Nikola Vucevic, um, we're sorry. Uh, you know, you, you, you don't deserve to have to carry this team alone, and it's not something that anyone should expect you to do. Um, but... Thank you for the effort, and thank you for continuing to put up just bonkers numbers um, to carry this team and, and at least make them semi-competitive for a while. Um, Nikola Vucevic is the only, you know, there, there are maybe two or three positive things that we can say about this game. Nikola Vucevic is one of them. 28 points, 12 for 23 shooting, 3 for 7 from beyond the arc, 12 rebounds, 2 assists. He did have 4 turnovers, but man, that dude is just carrying this team offensively. Um, this, this is a team that just doesn't have a lot of consistency right now. Uh, and as has been the case for the last two years for sure, the last three years now, um, and, and probably a lot longer than that, Nikola Vucevic is just so reliable. Um, Orlando can count on him to produce. Uh, and if the other team doesn't have a center, if the other team doesn't have a low post presence to to defend him, he is going to make them pay. Um, he torched DeAndre Jordan in the post all night. Uh, he obviously got his three-pointers going. He got his jumpers going. I mean, he scored at, at every level that he wanted to score at. Um, it, you know, it's there's just there's just no one to help him right now. Um, that's that's the bottom line. Like, I mean, I, I don't know much more Vucevic can do. Um, and and I, I said this while watching the game in the second quarter as the Nets were starting to pull away. Vucevic was keeping it close, and it's just like man. Even having Markel Fultz, like just having a another perimeter creator who could set him up better uh, and, and take take some of that scoring load off of him would go such a long way. Um, if Nikola Vucevic is going to play like this for the rest of this season and hopefully for a few more years after this, 
you know, again, the Magic have their all-star. Um, you know, again, I, I see people who are like, the Magic need to trade him while his stock's high. I'm like, no. This dude is an all-star. This guy is a definitive, frankly, to me, unquestioned all-star caliber player. And, and I don't see a reason why that's going to change much over the course of the year. I mean, yes, the turnovers were a problem in this game. Um, you know, he had four turnovers at, you know, as much as any other player. A lot of that was just because he was being doubled because no one else could support him and no one else could help him. And, you know, again, maybe a little bit more precise with his passing. You know, I think cutting was a big issue. I don't think a lot of Magic players were moving really well without the ball. Um, I thought defensively, maybe he gave up, he, he, he let go of the rope a little bit uh, later in the game. Definitely showed some signs of frustration, some visible signs of frustration. But man, I don't know what more we're supposed to ask of Nikola Vucevic right now. I mean, this is this is becoming, you know, this isn't a T-Mac 2004 level season. Um, but man, we are we are getting right there with some of the, with one of the better individual seasons that a Magic player has had uh, in team history. I mean, I, I, Nikola Vucevic is really rewriting a lot of the team's record book um, in many sense. Magic second leading scorer, James Ennis, 15 points, five for five shooting. Two for two from beyond the arc um, in 16 minutes. Um, Ennis played with good energy. Um, you know, I think that's that's really important. Um, was able to get out and transition a little bit, uh, leak out, uh, especially early in the first or early in the game uh, in that first quarter. Um, played well. Uh, you know, he's under a minute restriction right now. He's dealing with a bit of a bit of a calf injury still. Um, to to do what he to score 15 points in 16 minutes, that's really great. Uh, and frankly, it's it's a shame the Magic couldn't take advantage of that kind of a game. Um, you know, when Ennis scores 15, the Magic should win because everyone else should do their job, and that's the problem. Evan Fournier, eight points, three for nine shooting, one for five from beyond the arc, three assists, two steals in the game, three turnovers as well. Uh, just couldn't get his shots to go down. Um, you know, the aggression and the and, and, and the precision that he had uh, during the win streak, just no longer there, um, to be frank. Uh, it's, 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 it's that simple, honestly. The Magic just aren't playing with the same energy and intensity that they played with um, the last week. Um, again, and some of it's just shots aren't going down. I mean, I, I thought the Detroit game, the Magic got good shots and they didn't go down. This game, I, I did not feel that way. I felt like Orlando was forcing shots and, and just unable to get themselves open and free um, and got beat by a bad defensive team in Brooklyn. And then the shots they did get just didn't go down either. Terrence Ross, same boat. One for nine shooting, one for five from beyond the arc. Five points for him. It, it's... It's impossible to win if those two players combine for 13 points. It's impossible to win if each of those players score 13 points on their own. Those are two guys the Magic need in that 15 to 18 point range to support Nikola Vucevic. The Magic have no other offensive options. There are just no scorers on this team. And and we're going to hear Steve Clifford say this, but there's no margin for error. And if the Magic's best players, if the players that the Magic are focused on and need to step up do not step up, they're not not alone beating a quality team like the Brooklyn Nets. They'll struggle to beat teams like the Detroit Pistons, who they lost to when both Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross struggled. The Magic just are not in a place where they can have these guys struggling. Um, Again, the window, the margin for error is very small. The Magic are walking a very tight path uh, to win games, uh, and they, they can't falter the way that they falter. That is the bottom line. That is... All that matters. I mean, I can go down the list of the other stats here in this game. Very few of them matter because those two guys just didn't get the job done. Orlando shoots 40.2% from the floor, just 9 for 36 from beyond the arc. Remember what we said about three-point shooting uh, in yesterday's podcast. Just 13 of 15 from the foul line, so Orlando can't get to the foul line. They commit 18 turnovers, leading to 24 
Let me make sure I have that number right because that actually sounds low. 24 Brooklyn points. Um, again, Magic cannot be giving away these extra possessions. Um, and then it's even get seven offensive rebounds or one of the worst offensive rebounding teams in the league. Again, you can go down the line with other stats that are there. Uh, I do want to talk about a few other players. Michael Carter-Williams, 11 points, 5 for 8 shooting. 5 assists for him. He Again, energetic game. The guys who put, the, the energy guys did their job. Again, um, you know, I, I do think that. Um, I think the energy guys largely played well. Again, everyone kind of let go of the rope in the second half there. Um, but a lot of just bad mistakes from Evan Fournier. A lot of bad mistakes from Terrence Ross. And those guys need to make shots. Dwayne Bacon, 11 points, 4 for 10 shooting. Just a typical Dwayne Bacon game. Um, you know, he's he's looking to drive. Um, he can he can hit some tough shots. He made some tough shots, but not a lot of ball movement. When the ball goes to him, he is taking it to the basket and trying to get make something make something happen. And, you know, honestly, I'll give him credit for that. Um, Magic need that from him. Um, Bo Bamba did play 13 minutes in this game coming off the bench. Two points, four rebounds, one for three shooting. Um, a lot of that coming... You know, he had a dunk late in late in the second quarter, I believe, or, it's, or in the early third quarter. You know, again, the stats don't really matter to me with Mo Bamba so much. Um, Steve Clifford said that he is going to play him. I don't know if, you know, a lot of people are beginning to speculate that that is a, a directive from management. I, I am not sold on that. Um, Ken Birch has not played as well as he did earlier. Um, and I, I do think there is at least some motive to play Bamba and see what they got in him to try and mix things up a little bit. I think we've kind of hit that point. Um, and Bamba's play kind of hit that point where it was worth exploring in that matter. Um, part of me wants to believe that, that a lot of me wants to believe that Bamba's struggles are more a product of him not playing and him needing to even get back in a rhythm. And Clifford said after the game, his conditioning still needs, to, needs some work. Um, he still needs to get back, you know, not into basketball shape. I don't think that's what he means by conditioning, but I think he means by conditioning is just read the speed of the game again. Um, he's played so little, and again, he missed so much time that I, the game, I think, is still a little fast for him, uh, and it's just taking him, uh, you know, a beat too long to process stuff. He's still late getting to his spots defensively uh, and just struggling to make progress on that end. This, if Bamba's going to play a little bit here, this is a stretch where Bamba's going to have to show that progress. And if he doesn't show that progress, then there, then that's trouble. Um, so, you know, I think we're entering a big moment for Bamba. Ultimately, his minutes are rough. Um, you know, I I, I don't... I, that's all I can say. I think his, his minutes are just really rough right now. Uh, and and, and that's got to that's change um, if he's going to play. And again, Kem, Kem Burchos is still there if the Magic need him. Again, the Magic shoot 40.2% from where they score just 92 points. It's just not enough to play against the Brooklyn Nets team that has incredible balance. Kyrie Irving, 27 points on 11 for 18 shooting, added 9 assists. James Harden, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists for him. He shoots only 7 for 16, so Magic did a good job there, but 5 for 10 from beyond the arc. Landry Shamet comes off the bench with 19 points, 7 for 12 shooting, 5 for 9 from beyond the arc. A lot of that in the fourth quarter that made the game a laugher. Bruce Brown, Joe Harris, both with 12 with 14 points. The Nets just kind of did whatever they wanted. 53.3% shooting, 20 for 45 from beyond the arc uh, as the Nets defeat the Orlando Magic, 129-92. to 92. Um, Just a, a difficult, frustrating effort for the Orlando Magic. The story of the game was turnovers, and unfortunately that has been a story for a while. We'll, we'll dig into that in a little bit coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on Locked On NBA, Anthony Irwin, Locked On Lakers, and Adam Mars, Locked On Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Anthony and Adam bring you game recaps, weekend previews, a weekly NBA power ranking you cannot miss, and a whole lot more. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcast today wherever you get podcasts. Undoubtedly the big story of the game uh, on, on Thursday were the turnovers. 18 turnovers for 24 points. Um, you know, we, we talk about this a lot when we talk about who the Magic are and what they're about. They are a team that does not make mistakes. Um, that is a hallmark of Steve Clifford teams. They do not turn the ball over. They do not give away possessions. They're precise. They make you work for every basket that you get. They know that if they're set up in a half-court defense, and Clifford even said in the half-court, the Magic were fine. And even their transition defense was largely fine. But the problem is, when you commit turnovers, you can't get your defense set, you can't stop the other other team, and it gives them the advantage. The Magic, for the last two years, have taken away this advantage. It's one of the biggest strengths that the team has had. Now, obviously, with the team trying to play at a quicker pace, um, trying to attack the offensive glass a little bit more, uh, and of course now playing without two point guards, you would expect those tur- that turnover number to creep up a little bit. And the Magic are still largely a team that is good at stopping turnovers. So what happened Thursday? Why did the Magic turn the ball over so much? Why was that such a big deal? 18 turnovers for 24 points. That's not who the Magic are. Very clearly, it's why they lost on Thursday. Well, the biggest problem was obviously the turnovers. And uh, again, these live ball turnovers are... Uh, crushing our defense. They had 25 points tonight. They had, I think, 18 at halftime. Uh, I just had a meeting with the analytics people the other day looking at our transition defense. And it's actually not our transition defense. It's our live ball turnovers. We had a long talk about it yesterday. And, uh, you know, until until we get that, we, we're not that team. We can't get possessions away now. We have no room for error. When they say you have a little room for error, we have less than that. And we can't beat ourselves, and we can't turn the ball over. And that's where it started. Uh, their ball pressure, their switching, they did a good job. Um, and then the game just got away from us. But it's going to start with taking care of the ball. Now, we don't have the access to the analytics that Steve Clifford is looking at. Um, I, I'm not a Cleaning Glass subscriber, so I'm sure that number is, is somewhere on there. I'll maybe look that up for an article on OrlandoMagicDaily.com if I can. Um, but there are hints that there is something to what Steve Clifford is saying. Uh, and I think these numbers are really, really important. The Orlando Magic for the season rank ninth in the league in turnover rate at 13.6%. That's actually been creeping up a little bit over the last few games. But overall, the Magic do a good job protecting the ball. They are not a high turnover team. But for the few turnovers that they do create, they hurt. The Orlando Magic ranked 19th in the league and opponent points off turnovers. Opponents score 17.2 points off turnovers against the Magic. That's 19th in the league. So somehow, the Magic are a low turnover team that gives up a lot of points off their turnovers. The obvious answer to that is they they give up a lot of live ball turnovers, as Steve Clifford said. They're giving up the ball, not you know on shot clock violations or by throwing the ball out of bounds. Opponents are stealing the ball from them. Of note two, the Orlando Magic... Typically one of the best teams at stopping fast breaks. Last year they were, uh, I think, top five in the league in opponent fast break points. 
This year, opponents are scoring 14 fast break points per game against them. That's 25th in the league. Again, hints to the fact that the Magic give up a miss a lot of shots, which lead to rebounds, which lead to runouts, but also the Magic give up a lot of turnovers that lead to easy baskets. There were so many in this game. Again, the Nets score 24 points off the Magic's 18 turnovers. This is just not a team that can give away free possessions like this. This is not a team that can afford to do this. And as Steve Clifford noted there, this is a team that has an incredibly small margin for error. Why is this happening? Well, certainly the roster overturn, the lack of practice time, the lack of being able to regiment their regiment things, you know, the lack of a point guard. Uh, you know, Michael Carter-Williams is playing point guard, and he's good at that, but, you know, Michael Carter-Williams shouldn't be starting. Um, you know, I even I'm a Michael Carter-Williams supporter. I think he's a really good player. I think he, he serves a role on this team. He's helped this team since he returned. But he is not someone that should be starting. And it's very, very clear because of his lack of offensive ability. And frankly, sometimes he gets a little frustrated and is arguing with the refs while the play is going down to the other end. That's happened more than once. The Magic just have fallen off a cliff compared to what they're expected to do, what they they know they can do in this realm, in this area. And it's a big reason why the Magic are struggling. Steve Clifford is all about controlling the things that you can control. You can control the glass, you can control your effort, you can control turnovers. Those are things you can control, and that makes you tough to beat. That makes you competitive. The rest takes care of itself. You know, you, you work hard, you get open shots, you don't turn the ball over, you're going to get opportunities to score and score enough. You're going to limit their opportunity to score and make it tough for them, and that's where you can build your offense. And again, the Magic, a big thing the Magic talked about all year was using their defense to build their offense, and, and that was actually a big reason why the Magic were able to get on that win streak was their defense was feeding their offense. First quarter was a great example of this. The Magic's defense fed their offense. But it goes that the other way too. The offense can make it hard for the defense to get established. Um, and that's exactly what's happening. The Magic aren't going to win until they get a lot of these things under control. As we said, they're not going to win if Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross are struggling to shoot the way they're struggling to shoot. And they're certainly not going to win if they continue turning the ball over as they have. That much is abundantly clear. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Lockdown Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places on podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily. Locked On Magic. See you all again next time for another episode of Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.